This is Scott, host of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast and Black author. You could get all three of my books. My first book, Systematic Racism and Capitalism, Alliance of Oppression. My second book, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy. And my third book, my first novel, Exodus 2035, all available on Amazon.com and Amazon Kindle. If you don't have a Kindle, you can download the Kindle app to your smartphone or tablet, and you can access those products. Thanks for listening. Officials in Chicago have released the fatal police shooting of a 13-year-old named Adam Toledo. He is... uh now, uh, this video was something that was being withheld from the public, but the mayor of Chicago says that she demanded its release. We are not going to show the video because it features a minor getting shot and killed. But more importantly, activists on the ground have asked um, people to avoid posting it on social media. Around 2 p.m. local time Sunday, police pulled over right. The police chief says they stopped Dante Wright because he had an expired registration on his license plate. The release footage begins minutes into the stop and shows police walking up to the car and then Wright is seen stepping out of his vehicle. Police then try to take Wright into custody after discovering he has an outstanding warrant. The video shows Wright begins to resist as cuffs are placed on him and he gets back into the vehicle. afraid to get out. Can I yeah, you actually just Get out now. I have not committed any crimes. You're being stopped by crime violence. You're not cooperating at this point right now. You're under arrest for you're being detained. Okay, you're being detained for, for a traffic judge. violation. I do not have to get out the vehicle. You haven't even told me why I'm being stopped. About two to three minutes in, Officer Crocker tried to open the driver's door. In his report, he wrote, quote, When I attempted to unlock and open the driver's door, the driver assaulted myself by striking my hand away and pulled away from Officer Gutierrez's grip. But in his own body camera footage, Nazario is not seen striking anyone. Crocker's report also says that at this point, Gutierrez, quote, gave several more commands to comply with orders or he would be sprayed with his OC spray. But no such warnings could be heard. Gutierrez just sprayed Nazario, still without either officer having told Nazario what exactly he was pulled over for. That's f***ed up. That's f***ed Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. You made this way more difficult than it had to be. Get on the ground. Get on the ground. Please talk to me. Get on the ground now. Can you please talk to me about what's going on? Why am I being treated like this? Why? It's disturbing new video, the last minutes of George Floyd's life, as witnesses desperately plead with cops to get off his neck. We are blurring Floyd's face because he may already be deceased. Bro, he has not moved, not one time. The Floyd family lawyer, Benjamin Crump, released the tape, calling it beyond disturbing, even harder to watch than the first video. Minutes tick by, the crowd begs the police to let up. Welcome to the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. A lot to talk about this show, and we're going to get through it all. We're going to slow walk it. Billie Holiday, who once infamously sung the song Strange Fruit, 
originally released in 1954. That song was all about black pain, black suffering. That song was about black people being lynched during the height of Jim Crow. Reading is more important, more important than watching TV. You cannot get your history from Hollywood. But if you don't know that much about Billie Holiday and her story, the movie, The United States First Billy versus Billie Holiday is a really good start to uh, get a foundation on who that sister was and the impact that that song really had at the time. Right. Right. In the heights, right when the civil rights movement was really getting started. Um, that's that song really galvanized a lot of black people of, of the day in order to fight back the oppression that they were under the extreme oppression of racism, white supremacy with their lives literally being on the line. Definitions are important. So you may ask, what is a lynching? What is it? What does it mean to be lynched? Right? To be lynched isn't just to hang a black person from a tree. I know when the word lynching comes up, that's the first thing you think about. Lynching actually has a definition. Lynching is killing someone for an alleged offense with or without a legal trial, usually without. And most most often a lynching is a killing by a group used to characterize an informal public execution in order to punish an alleged transgressor. All right. A lynching. That's a spectacle killing. That is this person, this black person was accused of something. We're going to kill him in front of everybody to keep all the rest of the negros in line. That's what a lynching is. It's a spectacle killing. Right? Now, remember, these things happen without a trial. So we can kill someone with impunity, meaning without punishment, without being charged with murder, without being thrown in prison, without losing our freedom, without losing our lives. We can just freely pick someone say he did something, lie on him, accuse him of anything without taking him to trial, without him being proven guilty, and we're going to kill him. That's what a lynching is. And everybody's going to watch. Everybody's going to see this. Now, think about how many times you have turned on your television, you have opened your smartphone, you have gone to your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter, and you have seen videos of black men being murdered. How many times did you see the life get choked out of Eric Garden? How many times did you see the life get 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 smothered from George Floyd with that officer's knee on his neck? We're going to talk about the George Floyd trial a little later. How many times did you see Philando Castillo get shot? How many times did you see Dante Wright get shot in the past week? How many times did you see Tamir Rice get killed by those police officers. These are lynchings. It hasn't stopped. It's still going on today. It is still happening. Eric Gardner was alleged for selling cigarettes. Tamir Rice had a toy. He had a toy gun. He was a child in the park playing with a toy, but he was alleged to be brandishing a firearm. Philando Castillo, the officer alleged he reached for a weapon. None of these people went to trial. Just recently, the young man in Chicago, Adam Toledo, the police alleged that he shot a firearm at them. That has not been proven. On the video I saw when that young man turned around, his hands were empty. The police said he had a gun in his right hand and he was shooting at the cops. The video I saw, that young man turned around with empty hands, 13 years old, and was shot dead. He's not going to court. 
He's not going to trial. He's not going to juvenile hall. Modern day lynchings. And they are always, from back then to now, usually covered up with a bunch of lies. People lying to protect themselves. The video clip that I played of the military officer pulled over in Norfolk, Virginia. The police lied on their report in order to justify harassing that black man. But let's get into it one story at a time. Let's go down to Columbia, South Carolina, where a young black man was walking through a neighborhood, walking and on the sidewalk in the neighborhood that he claims he lives in. And military staff sergeant Jonathan Pentland approached him, who was a white man. Um, the young brother is is, is is black. And this happened. Right now. Hey, they've already been called. They're just I'm waiting. Fights with who? You know go. what? Maybe you should hang on a little longer. Let's we'll see go. how it goes. Then we won't have to get the report by ourselves. What is it you're doing here? Walking. Then walk. Well, you've been here like 15 minutes now. Let's go. Walk away. Keep walking. Walk away. Walk away right now. You need help? You got this in camera. I'm happy to help you. I didn't hit you. There's a difference between pushing you. You're aggressing on their neighborhood. Someone came running out. So Jonathan Pentland, military sergeant, who was nearly twice the size of this young man, begins to push this young man, scream at him, get in his face, threaten him, cuss at him, tell him he's in the wrong neighborhood. And this video went viral. And yes, the police did show up. The police showed up and they arrested Jonathan Pentland for third degree assault and battery. We have yet to hear from the military on whether or not he will be discharged or punished or whatever the military does anytime something like this happens. And the following day, outside of Jonathan Pentland's house, where he told this young man, you know, he's 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 in the wrong neighborhood. A large group of black protesters showed up. And here's what happened from there. This is outside Jonathan Pentland's house in Columbia, South Carolina. From the videos that I've seen online outside Mr. Pentland's house, you had at least between 50 and 70 black protesters show up outside his house chanting, hey, if you're going to push somebody, come out here and push us. You know, bring that same energy. You a large, strong military staff sergeant bullying around this this young black man, half your size. Well, we'll we are here now. I'm assuming a lot of those people probably don't live in that neighborhood. So we in your neighborhood. We outside your house. We on your sidewalk. <laughs> you want to come out and push somebody? Come on. Needless to say, Mr. Pentland did not have that same energy once these protesters showed up. I call that black self-respect bullying bullying and intimidation one of the tactics in the system of white supremacy <laughs> to destroy the lives of black people my goodness so things didn't turn out the way he expected and one thing about columbia south carolina is columbia south carolina is majority black columbia south carolina is full of black people more black people live in Columbia, South Carolina than any other part of South Carolina. Once this viral 
once it's viral, once this video went viral, the local authorities had no choice but to act swiftly because the last thing they want <laughs> is to have a bunch of bunch of uh, tax paying citizens who are the majority who vote, who pay taxes. They're not standing for that type of thing in, in their community. And that's what they should do. They should make things very uncomfortable for Jonathan Pentland and his racist family, his racist wife, who was also um, involved in this encounter as well. She's not blameless. So I I suspect that maybe Jonathan Pentland and his family, maybe they'll be putting the house up for sale pretty soon and going somewhere else. Let's go to Chicago. Hours before the Civilian Office of Police Accountability released police body camera video of the shooting death of 13-year-old Adam Toledo in late March. Chicago Mayor Mayor Lori Lightfoot told reporters that she had seen the clip and warned Chicagoans to brace themselves for the extremely difficult images. Lightfoot described the body camera video as excruciating and later advised for parents to shield their children from it. So I'm sure this video is out there. I don't know if you've seen it yet. This is the body camera video of police shooting and killing 13 year old Adam Toledo in Chicago. I believe the date was March 29th. What happened was police responded to a report of shots fired. All right. There is no proof that anybody was shooting at police. Someone was shooting a gun. Police responded to the report of shots being fired and they began to chase two sub two suspects. One was 13-year-old Adam Toledo, and the other was a 21-year-old male. The 21-year-old male was apprehended. Police began to follow the 13-year-old Adam Toledo, who began running down the alley. Police was yelling, hey, stop, put your hands up, turn around. And in the video that I saw, the 13-year-old Adam Toledo, he did stop. He did put his hands up. His hands were empty. He did turn around. Once he turned around, he was fatally shot. And a lot of people are upset about this, obviously. Now, police are saying that he was shooting a gun. There are stories circling around that low. He was shooting at, at police. It has not been proven that anyone was shooting at police. But even so, if he has no weapon in his hand, he if he stops and he's following your commands and he puts his hands up and he turns around, why are you shooting? That's the question that everybody is asking. And this is a third year old so at the moment that has got Chicago on edge a lot of people are just leaves a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths this reminds me of the Tamir Rice incident Tamir Rice was 12 years old he was in a park with a toy gun not a real gun a toy gun he was a child in the park playing with a toy someone called police officers and saying hey I think this child has a firearm and police just rode up and, and shot him, rode up and shot him. I'm not even exaggerating when I say they shot this, this child before the car even stopped moving. As of late, I've heard a lot of people talk about police training and it only takes a split second and cops has, have to make a decision. And, you know, a lot of people are speculating that, yes, this young man did have a firearm and he threw the firearm. But when he, you know, the cop didn't notice he threw the firearm and when he turned around, he didn't have anything in his hand. The cop might have thought he still had a gun in his hand. Here's my thing. I have noticed that the police seem to have a lot of restraint and a lot of training when it comes to white people. Police don't shoot white people that really do have guns. Police don't shoot white people who have assault rifles and, and have murdered people. It wasn't too long ago they apprehended the white 
the white murderer down in Atlanta that shot up all them Asian owned businesses who was armed with an assault rifle. He shot and killed, what, nine people? They didn't shoot him. Kyle Rittenhouse, the Kenosha shooter, he murdered two people and blew someone's arm off with an AR-15. Walked right past the cops with the AR-15. <laughs> they, you know, gave him a gave him a salute and he jumped in his car and drove home. They didn't shoot him. You notice how all these white murderers, they never get shot by the police. So I don't think training is the issue. I think police have proven that they know how to show restraint, that they know how to bring suspects in hell, even people who they know have committed murder. They know how to bring them in without a scratch on them. But if your skin's a little too dark, if it's a little too brown, then, oh, well, you know, split second decision, had to shoot him. Nothing else I can do. I think that is another lie. I think that is a, another play on, play on, I'm, I'm, I'm ignorant. And they are not ignorant. They know what to do. They know how to handle it. If, if 13-year-old Adam Toledo was white, he would not be shot. I don't believe that. I think that's another lie. That's just a lie. <laughs> a lie told by the white establishment. All right. White lies matter. Let's go to Minnesota. The Minnesota police officer who fatally shot Dante Wright, a 20 year old black man, after appearing to mistake her handgun for her taser, was arrested on Wednesday and charged with second degree manslaughter following three nights of protests over the killing. The arrest of the officer, Kimberly Potter, who was white, came a day after she resigned from the Brooklyn Center Police Department, as did the Minneapolis suburbs police chief. Hundreds of people have faced off with the police in Brooklyn Center each night since Mr. Wright's death last Sunday, demanding that the former officer be charged, even as the region is on edge amid the trial of Derek Chauvin, the former Minneapolis officer charged with murdering George Floyd last May. So by now, I'm sure you've seen the video. I'm sure you are aware of what happened in Brooklyn Center, Minneapolis. Officer Kimberly Potter has been charged with second degree murder after she shot and murdered Dante Wright on a routine traffic stop. Now, we all let's slow walk this. I'm sure you've all seen the video. You've all heard her say she thought she was reaching for her taser. If you watch the video, she has her firearm in her hand the entire time. The entire time she has her firearm on Mr. Wright. Now, here's the question. Why are you pulling a firearm for anybody on anybody on a routine traffic stop? He was stopped because they said his plates were expired. There was a problem with the with the registration sticker on his license plate. That's why they pulled him over. If that's the case, even if he jumps in the car and flees away, you know who he is. You know where he lives. You can go arrest him later. You don't have to shoot and kill anybody. Why are you taking somebody's life over expired license plates? <clears throat> now, it did come out that he did have a, a warrant out for him. But even so, he's got a warrant out for him. You know where he is. You know where to go get him. You can go arrest him later. You don't have to shoot and kill anybody. Everything about this stop was wrong. Three police officers, Officer Kimberly Potter, who has served 26 years on the force. Number one, they pull him over and the car's still running. They pull him out the car. The door is open and they have him on the driver's side car. I'm not a police officer. I know when you pull somebody over on the instances I have been pulled over, I have been instructed to turn off the engine. Why do you turn off the engine so you can't step on the gas and pull off? 
on the instances where I have been pulled out the car. I'm speaking from experience. The police pull you out the car after the engines turned off and they do one of two things. Either they pull you to the back of the car or they pull you around to the squad car. Why? So you can't jump in the car and take off. Because if you jump in the car and take off, if you are a dangerous criminal, if you are wanted for for bank robbery or if you are El Chapo or if you are some 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 big mob leader. Now they have to get involved in a high speed chase and high speed chases can be very dangerous. Anybody can get seriously injured or killed in a high speed chase and they want to avoid that. So these three officers did everything wrong. They left the engine running. They left the door open and they had him standing right there by the driver's side. So all he had to do was jump in the car and, and mash the gas. Right. So procedurally, that was all wrong. Here's the other thing that was wrong. She didn't. She never had her taser in her hand. She had her firearm in her hand the whole time. The whole time she was had her firearm in her hand. And that's when she reached in and shot and killed this young man. Think about this. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you are. I don't care where you are. Why are we using deadly force on routine traffic stops? Why is deadly force even an option for an expired license plate for a taillight being out for you not using a, a signal when you when, when you make a turn? Now I got to pull you over and now I got to pull my gun on you it, 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 and, and now I, I get to shoot and kill you if you make a wrong move. Now the burden on you was to do everything correctly. And she said, oh. Her excuse was, I thought it was the taser. Whoops, made a mistake there. Do you guys remember Officer Amber Geiger down in Dallas, Texas, who walked in both of John's apartment and shot and killed him? And she said, whoops, I thought it was my apartment. Well, she thought it was her taser. Officer Amber Geiger thought it was her apartment. Guess what? I know it's murder because two black men have been killed. And these two white female police officers are the one who pulled the trigger and killed them now don't talk to me about black male privilege in the system of white supremacy no such thing now let's get into these lies Derek Chauvin's defense team put their own medical examiner on the stand a retired pathologist with decades of experiences and hundreds of appearances in court as an expert witness he testified heart disease and drugs led to George Floyd's death and that Derek Chauvin's knee was nowhere near his airway how did the heart and, heart and drugs contribute to the cause of death? They were significant. Or other contrib- they, they contributed to um, Mr. Floyd having um, a sudden cardiac arrest. And speaking and making noise is very good evidence that the airway was not closed. The medical examiner who actually performed the autopsy on George Floyd testified last week that Chauvin kneeling on Floyd's neck with all the pressure and Floyd's pinning him to the ground was the direct cause of the death, even if heart disease and drugs played some role. NBC's so the defense for Officer Derek Chauvin, who murdered George Floyd, who everybody saw had the knee on his neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds. They're saying that that didn't have anything to do with it. George Floyd died. Because he had hypertension. Because he was high on drugs. Oh, and they also said carbon monoxide may have played a part because when the officers were throwing Mr. Floyd on the street, his his head was close to to the exhaust pipe of the police vehicle. So, you know, he had hypertension. He was high on drugs and he was breathing carbon monoxide. And that's how he died. 
the knee on his neck for nine minutes and 39 seconds while he was screaming, please get off. me! You're killing me. I'm dying. I can't, you know, you're, 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 you're snuffing the life out of me. Please, please stop. That didn't have anything to do with it. George Floyd died because all that fried chicken, all that malt liquor, all them drugs, you know, he was out of shape and he just had a heart attack and died. That's how that's how he ended up dying. George Floyd killed himself. Officer Derek Chauvin didn't have anything to do with it. Therefore, he is innocent. Therefore, he should be let go. Now, George Floyd is dead. Officer Derek Chauvin is still alive. Officer Derek Chauvin is not on trial. George Floyd is on trial because he they're saying he caused his own death. He killed himself because he had a poor diet. He killed himself because he was a drug addict. He killed himself because he had made bad life decisions. He killed himself because his heart was enlarged due to heart disease from all those drugs and all that hypertension. And he just died. And that's nobody's fault. That knee on the neck for nine minutes and 30 seconds that we all saw, that didn't have anything to do with anything, people. Who you going to believe? Us good white folks or your lying eyes? Who you going to believe? This white police officer? Who says he's innocent and didn't do anything wrong? Or the video that you've seen with your own eyes of him killing this black man? Come on, another lynching that's trying to be justified by another lie. I think we all tired of the lies. We don't do lies here. This is where we come to get some truth. I hope the families get justice of all the victims that have been murdered by the wicked system of racism and white supremacy. I really hope they all do. That's been my time, guys. See you next time.